This is a public service announcement brought to you by Famouski Sports, the host of the Ricky Williams Trilogy are not quote football experts or football analysts. The hosts are fans. Dick Thompson, Moose, and John B. Easy live on the crossroads of fandom and sports. The hosts of the shows do not have intentions to offend, but it may happen. If you are offended, please stay calm and keep listening to the podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy Podcast, hosted by Duke Thompson, John B. Easy Durnell, and Seamus the Moose Anderson. We are Blinded by Fandom. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ricky Williams Trilogy. One, two, three. We are coming at you from the Trump Presidential Library. Actually, we're not. I don't even think that should exist. But anyway, folks, you are here with Duke Thompson, as well as Seamus the Moose Anderson. And of course, I am John B. Easy Durnell. Folks, give it up for us. Rounds, rounds of applause. Folks, we need to start talking about mental health. That's why I mentioned Donald Trump. Mental health is a thing that is very important, folks. And it's something that, you know, not everybody goes out and, you know, talks about. You know, when people have mental issues, you know, a lot of times some people will take to Twitter and start spouting absolute nonsense like Donald Trump did. Other people find healthier routes and decide maybe to not speak to the media. Now, let's talk first with Seamus the Moose Anderson. I'm sure he knows what I'm going with here. Um, we had a tennis player. Uh, she was being fined. Uh, Osaka, she was uh, apparently being fined for not showing up to her post-interview or post-game interview obligations. Uh, after you play a match, you are supposed to go over and talk to the media about what happened in said match. Well, she had been skipping those. She got fined. After being fined, just decided, you know what? I'm just not going to play in this all together and dipped out. Now, with a little more research, you find out that the reasons are because of Clay. She's not really a big fan of playing on Clay. The media gets on her ass about it, and she doesn't like to answer those questions. It is a different surface. I mean, there are some players like... um, God, what's the homie's name that starts with the the D? It's like DJ something, oh, but it's, that doesn't. Uh, the other guy. Uh, the, wait, the soccer player, Djokovic? No, 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 no. The tennis player, or or am I saying? Or maybe I'm thinking of his name wrong. The other guy that's not. Uh, not Roger Federer. Not Federer. The other guy. Rafael Nadal. Nad- Is that him? Is that I don't know, bro. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. You talk no, about DJ. No, 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 no. I don't know. Anyway, the other guy who like <laughs> dominates on clay. You know, like no one ever is like, hey, dude, when you're not on clay, you ain't that good. That's you know, Rafa. So, yeah, okay. So either way. That's Rafa. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's weird like that where it's just like, yeah, why are they going to go at you just because like there are certain players who play better on certain surfaces. That's just the thing. But why are they attacking people? because of that like no one's good on every surface there's not i don't think there's ever been a tennis player that's just like i'm the best on any surface you put me on there's some that just play better on some than others but let's go to uh, and obviously they should just be playing on the same surface on every match but that's just me but anyway let's go straight up first here with duke thompson duke mental health sports let's talk about it how do you feel about uh, this young lady deciding to dip out of the, the French Open altogether. So she just she didn't want to play in the tournament. Is that it? Right, so what she said, what she said was that she's been going through some anxiety issues and she she's already had them. some depression issues. And right. She doesn't like how the media attacks her when she plays on clay surfaces. She knows she's not as good on a clay surface and she doesn't like to. She doesn't Wait, like is that what she be- said? Yeah, she did come out and say that it was. It so was she was bad. already nervous about the tournament. And then yeah. the other thing was like she she put out an apology to like the whole press, like, and she probably meant it. Like I don't think she didn't mean it, but basically like she was like, all right, well, like this is obviously just taken away from the tennis that's being played. So fucking, I'm not gonna play. Um, so she was like, I mean, obviously 
it's not being taken serious. If she already came out before the tournament and said, I'm not going to do the press. Um, you know, she, she didn't even need to explain herself, but she like sort of did. And, um, and then they find her and she said, all right, well, I don't want to take away from the players playing. Obviously this has become all about me and my anxiety issue, which is probably making her more anxious. Um, right, so she said, they're, fucking they're, peace. They're just, they're going at her even more about it. You know, like she couldn't just miss it and take the fine and just be a, be done with it. It has to be reported to ESPN and every damn outlet that she's not doing it, which is just going to increase the problem even more. Right, Duke? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, if she's having trouble, uh, apparently, I didn't know this too, but Maya Garcia was having uh, trouble too recently with mental health and everything. So uh, I think if we live in a time where everything just comes right at you like a thousand percent, and we are not used to it. Uh, our minds can only take in so much, can only handle so much. Uh, if I was a professional athlete, uh, I would fucking stay the fuck off of Twitter, social media, everything. Because at the end of the day, Reddit, fucking Twitter and shit is just a fucking cesspool of fucking trash. Because people can hide behind a fucking computer and say the most craziest ass shit to anybody and fucking act like it's funny because they're trolling people. But sometimes, no matter how strong your wall is, something gets through, man. So I totally get that she didn't want to do it. And I mean, she didn't really have to fucking even explain herself. If she just withdrew and said, I just don't want to fucking play on clay. So what? It's like your preference, man. Some golfers play better on some golf courses that they can't play on others, man. Some fucking basketball players can't play in some stadiums as good as other stadiums, man. Right, exactly. Like some people freeze up in Madison Square Garden and it's just like, why? The Knicks ain't been good for a long time. But like, but, that, but you know, it's something about that atmosphere that, that just... It's like, you know, baseball itself. It's like some bases, you know, this in baseball, some pitches just don't do well. in Some stadiums, man. Right. Well, but that but that might be the style of pitching. You know, like if you're a pitcher that gets a lot of, you know, foul tips, you ain't going to do shit in Wrigley because there ain't no foul territory. So, <laughs> like, so you, so, you know, you got to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, dude, I know I know exactly what you're saying. And, I, and my thing is this. I, I get her side of it. But I definitely also get the other side of it as well. Whereas the media, these obligations are what kind of keeps us involved. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I understand it's a part of your job. And no, 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 I no, think no. Uh, she she no. she did the right thing. Did she? Yeah. I thought she did. Yes. I'm not saying that she didn't. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not at all. But you know, I'm just I'm just you know showing the other side of it because it, it could turn into a snowball effect. I mean, because he already had this kind of stuff with uh, uh, Lynch in football where he didn't want to do nothing. And so he was getting fine. And so then he just had to like, just sit there and be like, I'm well, doing this because I'm obligated to, you know, and like, you know, but like, was a smart motherfucker because I want to tell you the truth to the audience out there, the media, if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. And Lynch understood that the media, no matter what he said or what he did, they're going to make him look like the bad guy. They did it with Chappelle. They do it with all sorts of people. Well, but that's what I'm saying. And it's but like so. Lynch was just like, "Fuck it, I'll pay the money." But that's what. I, but that's also a part of this, dude. Another part of it is if the media doesn't like you, they spin you in a certain way, and they always do that. There's always villains. There's always the heroes. Okay, and there's always whatever they do with LeBron James. They go like back and forth between him being a hero and a villain, literally in a breath. But let me get you skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you know what I'm saying? But like, I could see that the pressures of that kind of stuff could weigh on you because, I mean, like you see with Kevin Durant, who makes fake accounts to attack people, it, this, yeah, this stuff does affect you because, look, I know that you want to say that everybody who goes to become a professional athlete should be able to prepare for this, but they really aren't. Let's think about it, dude. To the point where they got to this level, no one ever hated them, right? They were always the best. They were always loved. They were always pampered. They were always usually treated as if they were above the rest. But when you get to the pros, things kind of change on how they look at you, right? Like, like back also too, back in the day, everything, I mean, you would have to wake up the next day to read what 
what they said about you in the newspaper. And it was like maybe a local newspaper, maybe like uh, the national newspaper, like maybe three or four columnists, man. It didn't really get to you. But now you got all these like wankers out there who fucking act like who, like, like they know fucking everything about it. All like shit. Eh, we're not, we're not as bad at wankers now. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Naomi Osaka. Okay. First off, she is the best tennis player in the world right now for women. Um, she's made more money in the last 12 months Serena's than better. Yeah. Okay. But she's the best right now. She's also made more money than Serena ever did in a 12 month period by like $2 million. Um, and only five of it has come from actually playing tennis and the other 50 plus million is from endorsements. The thing about it is that it doesn't really have to even do with the narrative and how they spin it in the media. She could just be having a bad weekend. She could literally just be having anxiety over life, over like just regular everyday, regular people's struggles. It doesn't even have to do with like the fact that she's a professional athlete or the best in her sport right now. It just has to do with the fact that she's a person and she couldn't even have this one weekend where she's like, I don't want to do the press. And I get the other side of it. Be easy. I understand what you're saying because it is it, it is for them a way for us to get to know the players because otherwise we never would, right? We'd only see commercials and ads of them and that doesn't really describe a person. It just says, okay, that person's successful. The person has a lot of money. Right. They must be good at something. It, it Whereas the narrative, but at the same time, like we do have social media. I mean, if you really want to know more about them, you could just stalk them. Right. Yeah, of course. And, and, and I'm sure people put up a lot of personal posts, but this is definitely like the most, I mean, she's, she's had like anxiety and, depression issues since high school. So this isn't like fucking new for her. Like the amount of pressure this girl must have is crazy. The, oh, the yeah. amount of pressure this woman I mean, has be must be nuts. Like and, and successful. Oh my God. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. And for her to be the world number one and for her to be the most successful I mean, athlete in women's like tennis right now, monetarily, I'm saying, I know Serena is always going to be the best. I'm not saying that, but monetarily, She's the most successful there has been in women's tennis. And the fact that Roland Garros didn't give her a break this weekend is 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 gross. Like, I'm sickened by these people. Like, you couldn't just give her one weekend where she doesn't have to talk to media. Like, it's not that important. I'm sorry, but with tennis, it's it's really not that important. It's well, it's what it, happens. It is, actually. But, but if LeBron ever wanted a weekend off, he does it all the time. He takes weekends off all the time. He always wants to be in the spotlight. But off. What the fuck are you talking about? He does what he wants. He was the NBA. Yeah, no, but yeah, but that's my point, though. You think you think they would give ever heard of LeBron James missing an interview of it? No, no, because he's right. He loves the spotlight, but there's plenty of people in the history of sports that have hated it. Ricky Williams, the guy that we named this fucking podcast after. Yeah. God bless him. Also, he followed us on Twitter um, after the podcast last week. So that's pretty dope. We can talk about that later. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Um, and he tweeted back at me, which was really cool. But my, my point being is that go, uh, tennis, especially, dude, it's such an individual sport. You would think that they would like have this this woman's back and they didn't. And I understand why I get it. It's business. It's money. Yeah. The reason they don't have their back is because like no one knows anybody in tennis. The only people we know are the top people that they bring to us who actually win championships, okay? The only reason we even knew about Anna Kornikova is because, I mean, she could fill out uh, whatever that tennis suit is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were like, my God, who is this hot girl who can't ever win? This but, is fair. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of kids that grow up and play <laughs> tennis. Like, I mean, when I played tennis in high school and when I was still playing, you know, throughout college, like rec leagues and shit, like I watched tennis every single weekend and I used to love watching the interviews. But the thing is, is that now that I'm a fucking adult and I understand that like people have pressures, especially like, I mean, right now she's changing the, the power dynamics in sports, or she's at least trying to in that, in that Avenue, in the aisle of tennis, She's going to change it. It's a wake up call because uh, I mean, at the end of the day, like every other league gets to say we're just people, but, but tennis, I know not a major four sport. They don't have that. Like they, we've never heard of a tennis player come out with like, I mean, I, I don't remember if they have, but I've never heard of a tennis player coming out with mental health issues, especially like the number one person like Serena, when Serena couldn't wear that cat suit, two years ago because she had possible blood clots because she became a mother like that shit blew up that I remember people everywhere were mad about that shit and rightfully so 
but it's the same thing here with her. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not a disease that'll kill her, but like, I mean, I can't even say that because it's mental health. Right. So like, you don't know. Well, Andre Agassi, he, he wrote the book about it. It talked about how all the pressures and shit was doing math and everything on the court. So yeah, he, he, that whole mental health thing has been around for a while. It's just that we all have to acknowledge it. Right. We're, all, we're all struggling, y'all. Fucking the world's all fucked up right now. And right. just admit, man, that it's okay to fucking like a fucking freak out every now and then. And like, yeah. it's like just fine or move on. Who cares? You know, just like take the fine. She's got the money. Yeah, I mean the grand the Grand Slam Roland Garros. They played hardball yeah, with her, and she said, "Fine, I won't fucking play yeah, then." And it's their loss. Sick. They could have done anything. She could have just said about like, you know what? But but why but why would she want to come out and say something that's a lie when she should be? Why would you? Because what, no, don't media, lie, dude. Because the media is fucking evil, man. That's dude. The media is all on her side, though. Everyone is on her side. That's what you're not getting. Well, no, no, no. Like, yeah, the me the media is on her side because she's always been good. It's mostly the tennis community that's not on her side now, because the media is on her side to this. Which community. tennis community? Where I haven't seen anything negative about her since this has come out. Well, not like not like the tennis. I'm just saying. Like, oh, you're the, saying the people that run the tournaments, the Grand Slams. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. I was like, yeah. I don't think there's a single fan right now that's like, I don't agree with that, no, that yeah, no, girl. I'm, I'm not talking about. <laughs> okay, talking I got you. I got fans. you. I mean, there might be some out there. But you're talking about the establishment. The establishment, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, the, you're talking about the system, happy. man. Correct. You fuck the system, man. They're not pleased. I mean, that's why they no. run into the press about it. You know, they're like, get let right. everybody know she didn't want to do it because she's right. That's why they find her. They should have just been like, fucking yeah. whatever, dude. All right, you're the best. Like, whatever. We'll cater to you. My thing and, is, yeah, maybe, maybe not finer until it's like the matches that matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about like the Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday events. Man, this ain't shit. Like, yeah, no, they don't. It's I like mean, the pro app, or is it the actual tournament? Because no, this is the French Open, dude. This is the rolling. Yeah, but do they have like you know they got practice rounds and shit that they fucking go? No, these yeah. were the opening rounds. These were the opening rounds. So yes, these matter, but they don't. But they're not the ones people really paying attention. Like if she was not talking to people after the quarterfinals, you know, I could see maybe y'all get a little upset. But you imagine she didn't talk to somebody after round one. Like you don't even talk to most of the people. Who finished some shit in round one? Like you, you like a lot of them. You just let them walk on by, be like, "Hey, did you win? Yeah, great, awesome." That next was their interview, right, right. <laughs> next, honestly, dude, I've seen so many people just walk out of an interview too. I hope for the rest of the like fucking the tour, she just like goes out there, says thanks, and then walks out. Like honestly, because fuck right. these people, dude. I mean, like, oh god, it had to be or the just, French. Just, it had to be just, the French. Most likely, yeah, and I mean, or just answered one question, even almost like very vaguely and leave, you know, because then you technically, I mean, are, do they have like a time limit on these? I have no idea. No, I mean, yeah, they have a responsibility to be there, quote, a responsibility. But yeah, it's like five to ten minutes. Yeah, especially like after a win, it's different. But like after or before this was before the tournament, dude, she said she wasn't going to show up and she didn't like she hasn't even she hasn't even played to my understanding. Right. Um, I don't think yeah, did she play a match? I think she played one match. That's right. Really okay, yeah, she played a match. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, regardless, yeah. man, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's like in yeah. in this world where we live with like people praising other, you know, athletes and organizations and companies that come out with mental health fucking social media posts and all these things and then they don't stand for what they stand for. Oh hell no, dude. They threaten her with a suspension. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they oh, did. They did. Yeah. Shit, dude. Like, okay, yeah, the fifteen thousand dollar fine, whatever his pocket change for. It. But you fucking threaten her with a fucking suspension when this is a first offense. Because, because, she, because she didn't want to speak to the media. Like, I could understand if she behaved inappropriately in some sort of way, or maybe even behaved inappropriately with the media. Bro, we've seen we've seen uh, somebody get stabbed on a tennis court because he was a fan of the other girl. Like, well, the. the the, we've yeah. seen way crazier shit. We see it every day in men's sports. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not trying to play this the sex card here, but we see it every day in men's sports a dude acting up in whatever sport: football, hockey, basketball, all of it, baseball, dude. We see it everywhere. And then this happens, and of course, it's the most successful woman 
in tennis history as monetarily goes. And this fucking happens like they can't just be people. So, well, I, I'd, I'd say we could wrap this up in all agreement that we're all on Naomi, Naomi Osaka's side, like without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I mean, they, they fuck the French that. Open, yo. Roland Garros can blow it. Yeah, there's Fucking no way clay courts. Yeah, there's no way I'm not on her side. I just, you know, I know that the media and possibly other people in the future might be like, well, then what's preventing other athletes to be just like, I've got mental health issues and just not go and talk to you. And I'm thinking maybe they should. Maybe they should all fucking go what, on mental health strike. Honestly, but if they honestly say that because they don't wish to speak to you, that is a mental health thing, because that says to the, like me that that person wasn't going to say anything appropriate or pleasant that you could use to put them in a good light. So maybe it would be better for them to not speak to you, you know, and I know you want to speak to people after losses like trust me. I love looking at Russell Westbrook's little pouty face. But, like, I can also understand how he might not want to sit there and do his little pouty face when he loses every time. Because, like, trust me, the media loves talking to Russell Westbrook when he loses. They love talking to him. They love that shit, man, because he's always giving them something, man. And they the media is just fucking pure evil, man. Because I remember... I've seen this too much to where like a journalism is straight dead, but when they treated Dave Chappelle like he did, called him crazy and shit, and now they're fucking sucking him off like he's some hero. It's like, no, fuck you, media, because you're going to treat these people like fucking trash and then fucking build them up again. I mean, they do it Westbrook, they do it Durant. It's like, yeah, because at some point, media, you ask the stupidest fucking questions, and that's why Bill Belichick does a skit, stick, because they ask some stupid fucking questions. I mean, obviously, dude, if you saw if you saw half the nonsense they allowed in the White House during Trump's presidency, it's like, good grief. Man, you are on Trump's ass today. He is getting no breaks. <laughs> but did you did you go by a Trump flag or some shit today? <laughs> you fucking drove by some like fucking drain the swamp sign somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I just went to have fun um, with Donald Trump no. in the beginning because I was like, I think he's going to be getting a library soon, isn't he? Like, is he owed one? Oh, dude, it's going to be all picture books. But back oh, now, back then, dude, nothing was ever fun. You could hide shit a lot easier back then, too, y'all. Like, back in the 90s, man, like, they covered up for Jordan's ass when he was out there fucking doing what he was doing after playoff games, gambling. I mean, I mean Jesus city. Christ, they hid everybody's <laughs> crack problems in the NBA. I mean, though, like the, in the Jordan's early career, apparently, like literally every basketball yeah. player was on. Yeah, I was at all that shit. That changes, <laughs> that changes my point of view to fucking early 80s of basketball. Yeah. Like, shit. Real quick. So I want to read just what she said about the journalist, though. I won't read the whole statement she made on Twitter because it is long. And, and she bowed with such grace in the statement. But she said, anyone knows me knows I'm introverted. And anyone that has seen me at tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, I'm not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers I can. Like, I'm sure she probably had a publicist work with her on that, but like, regardless, like, it's it seemed like she was I mean, I don't know. She's she, I don't know. I, I'm pissed for it, dude, because fuck tennis, dude. Such a white person sport. But I remember specifically when Kobe Bryant, he uh, when he came out of straight high school, it was dealing with the press. He actually had coaches uh, talk to him because he was very afraid of public speaking and everything. He felt like he wasn't very good at it. If you watch the early fucking shit of Kobe back in the day when he was young, man, he came a long fucking way. And well, do you remember Kwame Brown, bro? Kwame? Yes. Yeah, Kwame Brown, he's the butt of all the jokes, and he recently flipped the fuck out on, like, two different podcasts, like, because he was a bust and all this shit. He like, yeah. a bust, dude. If you make the fucking league, who cares? You made the fucking league. You've done something at point one percent yeah, yeah, but he never, he never lived up to his expectations, Duke, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but easy. It's easy to say so what, but it's not easy to live that. Judge fuckers like that, dude, and make them a butt of a joke, dude. And like that's what we do now, man. You see with all sports media, we do it all the time. Shit, we do with football players all the time. Yeah, but we don't mean that maliciously, though, man. 
No, not I, usually. Like, Some, sometimes. No. Only when it comes to sudden players. Tebow's only problem was he was very religious and he didn't want to change his throwing style. But that's his. I mean, yeah. But be. anyways. But I just say when people act like the the media is the bad guy, y'all. Like I'm just gonna say that straight up. They go like if you just watch what complete garbage they fucking put on there without actually no sources, no reporting, not even take the time of day to fucking do it. Oh yeah, I mean at this point, well because now they just want to be the first to report stuff, and it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true because you don't have to make a stitch yeah. of something and they'll report on it, hoping it's right before they get proven that it's not. You know? I mean, Skip Bayless was the king of clickbait before clickbait was even a term. Fucking calling fucking Troy Aikman gay and shit in that book. I mean, man, my God, dude, you just have wild accusations out there that doesn't even fucking have any cement. But yet, I I really hate the term clickbait because it's just like it's like you're clicking on something while masturbating. You know? Isn't that oh right? damn, dude, you ever thought like that? I guess everything is sexual with you, man. That's cool. What else is clickbait? Come on, clickbait. Man. I just thought of fishing, man. Yeah, whatever, dude. They tried. They're like, you're out there masturbating. <laughs> Uh, it's probably true though, man. I actually got yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, uh, it's probably, it's probably more. Right. I, I applaud her, and I just think that y'all, whatever the fucking media says, is just doing a clickbait because it's all garbage. It's hard to find a good football show other than us out there talking the truth, man. I, I mean, good morning, true. good morning, footballs. I mean, the thing that Stephen A. Smith kills me is like he's just a character. All right, let's not talk about. He's it. a character of himself now. It's just like that's all it is, man. He doesn't have he really doesn't have the right to speak about sports anymore because he vouches for Max Kellerman. So like at this point, the only thing I Max can't. is good at is boxing. Just, just oh, put man. him in the corner. Oh, my man knows boxing. He will like know round by round of certain fights. And I'm like, yo, dude, that's great. And then he'll talk basketball, be like, Luka Doncic is the greatest thing to say. Okay, like he's getting shut down by an elderly man named Rajon Rondo. Now, you got to be kidding me. This is the next great thing in basketball, and he can't scorch an elderly man? Anyway, but let's talk about international sports since I spoke of Luka. Folks, the Olympics are coming up. They are right around the corner. And according to Japan, there will be no cancellation of the Summer Olympics. People, we are going to have these Olympics this year. Now, some people are concerned about COVID spreading again because, you know, some of these countries, let's be honest, they ain't got no vaccines. But hey, it's true, though. It's true. But You're not wrong. Yeah, we're like, aren't, we're one of the only countries. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, England and a lot of other... We're one of the only countries, man? Like, that, like, have, that have the success rate that we have so far. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the few... According, according to according our to news. Media. According to our media. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of Al Jazeera in the past few months, but yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we should take uh, it's It's just been helicopter chases right now on there. Well, just- the other <laughs> thing, too, with like India, like India had a huge spike and all that shit, so... Yeah, there was a spike in Japan, too, wasn't there? There was. There was. So there's concerns, but the show must go on, apparently. So we're still going to have the Olympics. Now, does anyone think that there like, with that being said, like, are we going to be sending our best? Are we going to be sending B crew? Because the best is like, I ain't trying to get, you know, the virus. Or, or, or our best going to be like, look, man, I didn't have a whole damn year. I'm supposed to be doing it. I've already lost a year of my prime. I need to get that goal. Oh, yes. I agree. The second half. Uh, this is the Olympics. Uh, you only get so many shots at it every four years. Hey, there's not a professional archery bullshit you can just go straight into after this. I mean, you're amateurs, people. You're just it, man. It's game over. This is the highest you'll ever fucking get. You ain't missing this. I mean, shot. a lot of archers actually do co- compete in like. Tons of events, but oh, well, one weird ass sport that they got. <laughs> and as long as they make Hawkeye movies and shit, at least a couple of them. Okay, will. what's what's the weirdest fucking Olympic summer game there is? You know, uh, oh, maybe dude, like uh, archery is pretty obscure. You could have gone with that, but that's what that's you think that's the weirdest? No, it's not. It's no, it's not the weirdest. But I'm just saying it the is the most obscure. No, I don't know, dude. A lot of people shoot bows most, like competitively. No, I don't know. I would probably say the steeplechase, right? I got steeplechase. Yeah. Yeah, you know the steeplechase, like when you go around the track and you jump in the water and you jump over the wall and all yeah. that shit. 
I mean, but yeah, but I mean, that's still track. I mean, it's just track with extra stuff. Yeah, so, I guess. Yeah, it is cool, though. I actually like watching that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Like, I, I got to think I mean, about it. Like, now there's skateboarding. There's, oh, there's rock rock climbing. Yeah, rock climbing. I mean, that's, that's like pretty, pretty obscure. I fucking love the Summer Olympics, bro. I can't wait. But like, I think for, for me, in terms of like a sport, God, this is going to piss some people off, but like, that's what we do here. Um, synchronized swimming is weird. Yeah. I mean, I would it's, say- I'm, I'm impressed. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, if you can do those things, if you dance in water, you're fucking badass. Yeah. But because I've never seen it in person, it's a little weird. Rhythmic gymnastics. I find that one a little God, with a, with a bow. I love with that shit. Rhythm. Yeah, yeah, with a ribbon, dude. That shit ribbon is Wait, the which one? The rhythmic gymnastics where they like have the little ribbon that they got going with them, and they is like, that no, that's not an Olympic sport still, right? That yes, is. it is. No, that's not an Olympic sport. You better get your ass out of here thinking that ain't an Olympic sport. The Russian. I'm looking up all of the Olympic sports for 2021 real quick because. Uh, I tell you, I mean, that's probably still in there. They no, ribbon it. dancing. It, that's, is that called ribbon dancing? Oh Lord Jesus! If you look, oh, at- oh, did I piss off the ribbon dancing community? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, he said it's called ribbon dancing. It's ribbon dancing, bro. But I'd say come on, badminton's probably like what? I mean, come on, that's not real. You you fucking watch your mouth about badminton, okay? You watch your mouth. Like, but there's just but there's just like nowhere. There's not a lot. Come on, man. Bubbles loves badminton. But but I'm just saying outside of Asia and like a, a, and only a few countries, you're not really getting a lot of competitive badminton. What's like <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up? Um, what's like the one sport in the Summer Olympics that is like the white person sport? What would you say? In the Summer Olympics. In the Summer Olympics, what's like the 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 sport that's like made for white people? I could probably give you like two. That like off the top of my head that I like made for white people. I mean, and I don't mean to be racist. If you're black, all, I'm sure you can all, do this. All the equestrian shit. I, that's what I was thinking, too. That and then water polo, because like I like I never heard of somebody that wasn't dead rich and grew up with a name like Beverly or Bennington playing water polo. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, but it definitely. The, I mean, because like water polo, like you could still be poor, possibly and get it. That's true. A pool somewhere, like a like a YMCA or some shit. Yeah, but you ain't going. Yeah, the equestrian. Yeah, you're right. Because horses cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And it held just the costumes alone that they riding around. Yeah, don't they have like three different? I think they have like three different events in equestrian. There's like the jumping. Yeah, and then there's dressage. Dressage. Prancing, I think, is one of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> like the straight prancing round. Look at them. Prancing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, without a doubt. You know what though. There are so many fucking sports, man. Sailing, sailing. I know I've watched that a few times because that's weird, but like fun. That's that's a pretty uh, white person sport. Yeah, that's definitely a rich white person yeah, sport. Yeah, and row crew, row crew is definitely. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, you're right, you're right, dude. I used to go up to visit my sister in Boston, and we'd always stop by the Charles River to, to watch a little Harvard versus Yale rowing. That is just the most like elitist shit I ever fucking heard. Harvard versus Yale and rowing. My boys, we haven't taken it in ten years. We gotta take it again. Yeah. yeah, when I was when I was working at that camp in Vermont, uh, back in 2015 and 2016 in the summer, we used to go watch Dartmouth row team because they had like a sick ass boathouse thing. Was like a frat house. Um, also huge news. Um, that I don't. We have to talk about this because this is crazy. Um, right. so you know how they have three versus three basketball in the Olympics now, right? Um, the USA did not qualify. Oh, we suck. We were upset Sunday by the Netherlands. But who did we? I mean, but there's no way we sent anyone of any clout. No, we, I want to know who the fuck like, we did, sent because. Did we, did we send our elderly retired NBA players? Did we send them? It had to be. It had to be. I don't know. I'm going to ch- I'm going to check. Um, let's see. National team. Three V three V three. Who the fuck are these bums? Uh, amateurs. I probably won't even know. Robbie Hummel. What? Dominique Jones. Wait, I know him. He sounds... Joey King, Kareem are these, Maddox. Are these people from the uh, 
that league that was playing during COVID? Are these are these some of those guys? Let's see what Robbie Hummel's all about. He's a weird looking white dude. I'm 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 not believing that this is our best of the best. I don't even think he our college. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like he played. Yeah, these aren't even like our best college guys. No, 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 definitely not. He spent five years at Purdue. Um he Dude, was think, sidelined one year with a torn ACL. We're sending dudes with torn ACLs out there, yeah, man. I think these are people from what was that league that happened during COVID? I, I wait. Are you talking about um Ice Cube's league? No, not that one. There is a league that happened during COVID. Oh, I have no idea. Where they yeah, oh god, what was it called? Where they were just like letting homies play basketball for a minute and like some retired basketball players were playing in it. I mean, Beezy, you should just try out, bro. I mean, at this rate, I could. I heard you could. I heard you could hoop. Dookie boy told me you could hoop. Homie, if they have people with torn ACLs from Purdue on the team, I can maybe make the Olympic basketball. So, one dude is. (laughs) Listen to this though. This is kind of crazy. So we got two dudes at six foot eight. One guy is six foot nine, and the other one's five foot nine. So you know he's handling the ball. But they're all old. One dude's thirty three. The other one's thirty two, thirty one, and twenty seven. But I mean, like, why? Why could we not put together a three v three team? Oh, right. Like, where's Woody Harrelson, man? Like, wh- oh, why, why make it jump, man? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's Wesley Snipe, man? Some like college team that wanted to go over there. Like, they, we can't find four dudes who play college ball that want to go over and ball up. You know what, BZ? I kind of like that though. Like, if we had like a three v three, like college team playoff oh my god imagine if we got a second oh beasy imagine if we got a second march madness bro for 3v3 right i mean that could you imagine the betting the the money that would be involved in that it would have been a lot of fun it would have been a lot more oh that'd be so cool not making it because of the netherlands oh that's disgraceful hey man netherlands got weed man Hopefully that will never happen. They got weed in the Netherlands. Don't be fucked with Netherlands like that, dude. Yeah, apparently, dude. Oh, Jeez, they're three. Trying, v- I want to see, see who's on their three v three team. You want to say they hotboxed our boys before? Yeah, they, they hotbox them, man. You know they That's got that. They're, they're one of the original creators of fucking all the badass trains we have, dude. So yeah, man. They got they hotbox them, man. They're about to ban Americans from the coffee shops out there because they got such good weed, man. They're like oh, fuck dude. you, Americans. You don't oh. deserve this shit. Wow, no, man. Who's on the roster for the Netherlands? All right, we got. Oh, this is going to be tough to say these names, but I'm going to try. Um, okay, all right. Well, we got Jesper Jobse, Jord von Vilsteren, I feel Joey like butchered that, whatever that Shelvis, and Matthew Van Tongeren. Van Tongeren. Man, come on, man. Look, you don't know how good you are. Yeah, you don't know how don't, good they are. They could have been yeah, we all know. over because, there. Because yeah, exactly. Those could have been like the best of the best that they brought while we're bringing broken leg people from Purdue. <laughs> you know, so I mean, we're not. I, don't, I just don't know what to say. But I will say this: now I mean, that we're talking on, about man. hot boxing and you know disasters, some people might be in the hot seat here Ooh. in the NFL, or at least I guess those who might be the Green Bay Packers. Are we talking coaches already? Well, no, no, no. We're talking about people, the the CEOs, the uh, the executives, those who are handling the business transactions because a man by the name of Aaron Rodgers is displeased. And right now on ESPN, they are showing Aaron Rodgers not <laughs> in his traditional green and gold. He is now rocking the burnt orange and ugly navy of the Denver Broncos. Oh, hell no, man. Now, now, this is the rumor. They've already got him in different colors and and have him in Broncos uniform. So that means that once again, John Elway is going after an old-ass quarterback because he can't find any actual talent. He has to go buy it because he's a pathetic-ass quarterback. But it's, it's just the Elway way. Now, is this going to be another situation where he comes in, grabs a couple of chips, and then fades off into broken existence like a Peyton Manning? Let's first start with Duke Thompson. Uh, I hope to God so. Um, I'm just tired of his smug ass. But obviously, you know, he, he elevates any team that he goes to. I mean, they're, they're the decent team, so... Yeah, I can see Elway pull this shit because, like we always talked about, he'll never fucking uh, outshine Elway because he'll always be a Packer. 
Like uh, Peyton was always a cult. Jai Unitas was always a fucking cult too. So, so that's what I'm saying, man. How about you, Moose? How you feel about Eric going to the Broncos, man? Um, oh, I've never hated a man so much, but wanted him to leave his situation. Um, well, we hate Tom Brady that much, just like you hate. Yeah, him, yeah, but that's because Tom Brady's got seven rings and he's successful. Um, uh, what about Aaron Rodgers? What can I say about Aaron Rodgers? Um, that one you won was pretty cute, Aaron. Um, no, I am, dude. You just fucking just like cut the ball, man's balls off, dude. Murder murder uh no i mean oh god fucking denver broncos you know i hate the denver broncos so much like john elway just makes me so mad the entire organization when i was growing up dude when they had champ bailey like every single time we played them i was like this is gonna be a fucking grudge match and it was every single time up until like i mean they had a few years where they sucked because of josh mcdaniels and then peyton came in and won one and they got lucky Tebow got a playoff win with the Broncos. That's right. He did get a play. Yeah, but, like, dude, I'm talking, like, back in the day, man, when they were, like, just constantly dangerous. Like, their defense was always stout. It was, like, what Pittsburgh always was to us. Like, that's how I view Denver. And they've just sucked so bad. They got lucky with that Peyton Manning win. And, like, the NFL made sure he rode off into the wind with his hair blowing everywhere. But and he had a pretty good year for a dude that, take steroids and couldn't feel his fingertips but um yeah no i just absolutely hate the denver broncos if he joins the denver broncos like i will not have felt bad for him in his tenure at the packers because he's not gonna have a good time in denver he's not dude like if he loses which he will because he's not peyton manning um i like i don't know what can you even say dude like bz do you feel the same way like i mean he's gonna be in your division yeah actually i'm all I am all against this because all this is going to do is seriously elevate the Broncos, make John Elway look like he knows what he's doing again, which is like, what do you mean you know what you're doing? You went and found the most talented quarterback who was pissed off where they were. Right. And then he said he'd go to you. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like you didn't like, do shit. Fucking John you know, Elway. Like, you know, it's like you act like you've done like you. Like, oh, I brought Peyton Manning here. You brought a man who wasn't going to get re-signed because they thought he was sad old goods and you got the last little bit out of him. You ain't you, like since then he has done nothing but get disastrous quarterbacks. And even before then, he had nothing but disastrous quarterbacks. Like, it's just the man does not know quarterbacks for a guy who no. was a quarterback. The best quarterback on their team is not going to even start this year. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Well, they don't want it's Teddy B, dude. Like, like yeah. this is this is what happens too. Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, right? That team is good with Aaron Rodgers. Melvin Gordon, solid back. Cortland Sutton, pretty good fucking wide receiver. Jerry Judy, fast as hell. KJ Hamler, serviceable. And then you got Noah Fant running routes up the middle all day long, dude. Like that team won't be bad. Their defense will still suck and they'll get torched. But, but like seven win team moves. Come on now. Not no, with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Hell Rodgers. no, that's no, not with Aaron. Aaron. That's Rodgers. a ten. That's a ten win team with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're Easy. Ele- they're getting eleven probably. With Aaron. Oh, don't one up me. <laughs> well, they have you're not. Seven- you're not better than me. Well, because there's seventeen games. There's seventeen. There's more yes. games, so they're probably going to get the eleven. Yeah, true. I, ten game at least, bro. With Aaron Rodgers, I, honestly, like this team should be a ten win team, anyways. But Drew Locke, like, just has not found his stride at all. He does not know how to be a quarterback. He's got mad yeah. swag, but he don't got swag in the pocket. I'll tell you that much. He don't right have now. swag in the pocket. He definitely don't have him when he's rolling out of the. Well, uh, okay, all right. I was like on the sideline. That dude got swag. I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but when my man's rolling out of the pocket, that sucker looks bad. Yeah, 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 t- yeah. I'm sad for Teddy, man. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers goes there. And like, I don't think that do you, do you, I don't think the Packers would bother trying to grab a quarterback in that deal. So Teddy Bridge would be a third. Brett Rippon gone. See you later, Brett. Sorry, yeah, enjoy the CFL. And then Teddy Bridgewater will will never see him play again, ever. Probably yeah. not. Ever. But, hey, Probably not. Be easy, man. You know who who is excited at the prospect for Aaron Rodgers to join your division? Was oh, that your boy? That's right. Your boy Mahomes is all like, yeah, let's uh, welcome the competition. Uh, it'll make the division better and make me better. So, yeah, boy, you're home. What's it? I mean, again, I'm not saying that it's not going to be a bad thing to have, I guess, because let's look at it right now. There is no interesting quarterback 
scenario for Patrick Mahomes in the division, right? Like, whoa, I mean, whoa, you, whoa. Wait, what? Wait, Herbo, what? Herbo, dude. Who? Herbert. Herbo with the Chargers, man. He's you're, he's, tell, you're telling me somebody who had a losing record is 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 considered. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Aren't you the one always saying this is a team game? I know it's a team game, dude, but we're talking about selling fucking tickets, dude. You can't. Oh, Herbo se- selling them tickets, bro. No, he's not. Trust me, I'm out here. Well, didn't he have like a top ten jersey last year? Yeah, but they still nobody went to the fucking any like no one gives a shit about the fucking Chargers, dude. Like, He's so mad through, at the Chargers, if man. If you go through this city, dude, you see like eight people who have a Chargers jersey. It's because it's still city. San Diego's team. Bring them home, San Diego. Bring them oh, home. I don't know about that, Bees. You got to you... trust, dude. The only people who like the Chargers are the ones. All right, we're going to get you out there to San Diego and you're going to take a poll with I will, dude. thousands they're of not, people. They're not, they're not pleased. The people who like them are the people who live between San Diego and Los Angeles. They don't have a real home anyway, so they just still love the Chargers. No, seriously, dude. It's so sad, man. The Chargers <laughs> used to be such a cool organization. Yeah, dude. Like the, the people who live in between LA and San Diego love the Chargers. So if you go like to Oceanside, in cities like that, mm. that are, like they still love the Chargers. So, like, I mean, the Raiders, you just, like, don't even consider the Raiders a team, right? Well, uh, but I'm just saying. It's I'm not, not saying that facetiously. I mean, like, literally. Like, it's not you a know, good selling ticket to be, like, Carr versus Mahomes. Everyone's like, well, we I know. They got the perfect right? city to do it into, man. Like, imagine the Raiders. If the Raiders locked up Aaron Rodgers, which I think would be way more fun to watch. It like would I would, I would, I would much rather watch him play in Vegas in that dome in the black and black and silver. It would be a better thing, but I don't think you to go to an organization that broken. Like he's already oh, leaving man, something Raiders on the up and up, man. Oh. Up and up. I don't up know. Up and up. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that I'm downgrading the Raiders because I'm a hater of them because I'm a cheese. No, fan. that's fair. But I'm actually just downgrading. That's fair, dude. Well, they all they also blew up I their see. offensive line exactly like, like last year. So I've he's seen, not going to want to play for them either yeah, way. Exactly. From what I've seen, that's not really it's not going in the right direction with the Raiders. No. And you're going to give Carr less help. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, but, their wide receivers are good and their running backs are obviously but, really good. Well, but need some time in the pocket. And yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen with that kid. Alex Leatherwood. Leatherwood, yeah. man. That's a Hall of Famer, dude. We're going to be talking about that guy in like 20 years now, the Hall of Fame, man. After his 15 I sure years. hope we can keep this audio clip so that in 20 years from now we can. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pull we the receipts on that one. When we find out Leatherhead only had like five weeks in the NFL. Hey, don't be oh, disrespectful. No. His name is Leatherwood. He said yeah. Leatherhead. He said <laughs> Leatherhead. Yes. Just being totally yeah. disrespectful. That's fine, John. Disrespectful. I have to be disrespectful. I mean, but that's fine. But yeah, the Broncos, if they get them, it, it would change the game, especially in that division. I don't know if it would be welcomed. I know Patrick can say it's welcome competition. Until he gets his ass kicked twice a year by them. Yeah, because that's what's probably going to happen. Because Oof. Against, against the Broncos? Well, at least once. Because here's the thing. Dude, division games, man. Division game. That's a team that knows you. It's, it's it's it gets different that way. Like, I mean, trust me, man. Every time we play a division game, I'm like, well, we do have the possibility to lose. I mean, what the only game we lost last year that we technically really lost was a divisional game against the Raiders, who literally felt like they had prepared their whole season for that game. Like they said they had everything ready for our defense. Now, they ain't have. Yeah, shit they scorched you, D, that game. You're right. Didn't they yeah. put up like 28 points or something? Oh no, dude! They put up. It was like a. It was like forty-five. Game. It was like forty-something to thirty-something, dude. Like yeah, it was a man. high ass. Was it? Game. I didn't yeah. realize it was that high. Oh yeah, dude! They just kept scoring because they prepared themselves to be able to take advantage of our off-balance defense, especially at that time in the season. But like, oh, come on, dude! Like, that's a divisional game. You prepare specifically for that team, and you saw that the Raiders weren't prepared for week after week competition. You know, and the shit that's they fair. Even prepared for the Chiefs when they saw him again later that season. Right, right. So, so in in all in all, with Aaron Rodgers, um, what are your guys like? I mean, at some point, we have to give a final prediction, right? I and I think that time's coming. I predict soon. he's not going anywhere. Me too. I think they're going to call his bluff. I predict he's just going to whine and cry and talk all this mess. If he goes anywhere, it's not where they. It's not where he wants to land. 
Yeah, they're gonna probably offer him like, oh yeah, you, we we gotta we gotta deal with the Jets. They'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like like I don't see any reason why Green Bay has to have him land softly because he doesn't really have a lot to stand on. I mean, he has what multiple years left on his contract, doesn't he? So it's not like he could just be like, oh, I'm gonna leave after this year. No, you're not. So it's just like, and it's not like they're trying to make cap room you know, or anything like that. They're like, we could still feel the team. It's just not a team you want to throw to. So it's just one of those situations where I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And it's just going to be one of those things where all these other teams are going to be calling the Packers for no reason when they should be trying to get other trades and other free agents along the way. Damn straight, man. Damn straight. That's a good one, John. So here's my prediction. He's gone. Who cares? But oh, shit. Like, go cry somewhere else. The grass isn't always greener. You know, Brett Favre. Hell, you know, Patrick Mahomes yet. Mahomes only has one. He's probably going to get two before you fucking retire, Ed. Jesus, you know? man. So you're never going to be I'm just Tom mad Brady. that we're not going to. You're not as pretty there. as Tom Brady. You never were as pretty as Tom Brady. You're just not a fucking winner, dude. But we'll never have the State Farm Super Bowl. Just because cause he because he bitched out, I'll be sad about that. Oh wow! Because we need to see fucking discount double bullshit one more fucking time, dude. Do you know how many State Farm commercials we'd see at that Super Bowl? Too much, ex- man. I always see too much, man, man. Discount yeah. double check. Like all those people, you gonna be the discount? You gonna be the discount? Uh. Yeah, man. It'll be all these discount commercials, man. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> Well, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, man? Actually, I guess I guess they'll show it twice a year whenever they're playing each other in divisional games, and maybe once in the postseason. I guess that way State Farm will still get their money. Uh, well, is there anything else we need to talk about uh, specifically? Uh, I mean, there is also the Julio Jones situation. It's such a limbo, though. There's like nothing to say that we already haven't said. Now, okay, so update for everyone, I guess, is what we could do. Is that the Titans were okay? The Patriots were the betting favorites, then the Titans were, and now the Seahawks are. So we have no fucking idea what's going on, and neither does anybody else. But you remember who said the Seahawks? It was me. Oh my God, did you? Yeah, dude. That's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. I'm I, talk, I talked about it. Duke got pissy. He got real pissy. And I was like, dude, Julio that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. I'm called for. He got so pissy. I said Julio Jones on one end with DK Metcalf on the other because Julio would still be the star. Oh, that's that situation right. Of you did. Two. I do remember this now. Yeah, Fuck man. You. Oh, that would be just, beastly. Look, I did not throw a tent and tantrum, as you say, okay? You got a little pissy. Yeah, you because know I don't want to hear this bullshit up here about how they're going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. I already work with some obnoxious Seahawks fans, dude. So, I mean, they already disrespecting Derrick Henry by calling him Travis Henry. I'm just like, yeah, fuck Jesus. you, Marshawn Lynch, man. Yeah, I called Marshawn Lynch a bum. Derrick Henry's already better than his ass ever was. Hey, Marshawn, now, now in fairness, Marshawn should have had two chips if somebody just handed him the ball the second time around. That's, that's Pete Kale's fault, ain't it, huh? Yeah, well, I didn't say that. There's also an offensive coordinator. There's other people. God bless you, Malcolm Butler. I love you for that, dude. If I could shake your hand for making all of Seattle fucking cry. Yeah, she did give Tom Brady one more fucking ring. But that was- <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like sad and happy. Because, oh, man, dude, the shit talking just stopped after that. It's like, yeah, dude, uh, I guess you should have got two or three championships, shouldn't you? Yeah, well, there's still going to be 12th Manning up there, too. I mean, every time I fly into Seattle, you see 12s everywhere. Oh, it's I got to like, tell you this, John, too. Uh, uh, we've talked about this before, about how you said that you were at the stadium and they pumped noise in. Now, I have a source at work who says that he knows somebody who works in the stadium. And he says, yes, they do fucking pump the noise in. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I knew it, man. Because I was there when they were getting pummeled by the Chargers. What? Yeah, dude. They, like, so whenever they're, like, quote, unquote, breaking the sound, you know, barrier or what the sound record for their noise, they're pumping in sound. They're cheating. Like, I was literally there, and I heard the roar of the crowd, 
And I was like, this doesn't sound natural. And no then, way. And then when the Chargers were beating the ever-loving shit out of them and they still had the crowd noise pumping in, all these people had left and it was still just as loud. And I'm like, that wow. doesn't compute. That doesn't make sense. And so, like, I was like, okay. So, and, and I was drunk and stoned as hell and I was having a great time watching Seattle get their butts whipped. But like it was a good time I, seeing Seattle get the ass kicked. Yeah, but like I was thinking to myself, I was like, wait a second now, like it can't be just as loud now when there's less than half the people who were in the stadium a second ago. Like that don't make any sense. Like we didn't all of us didn't just all of a sudden get just some powerful ass lungs and start screaming. And hell, I wouldn't even say anything at all. Most of my section was quiet. So like <laughs> I know we weren't contributing to that sound. So yeah, dude, they were pumping in the sound inappropriate really if you it ask me because like it should be natural you shouldn't be adding something that's not part of the game to the game you know like that's yeah so uh, so if this is true that i call it to question the beast run would i quote supposedly had an earthquake here well if you are pumping in noise what else were you doing huh come on man that's bullshit <laughs> I call it shenanigans on all of what Seattle does because they're just they're shenaniganing like that, man. They win one Super Bowl, they fucking think they're the Patriots, dude. Right, because they, they claim that they built the stadium in a way to keep noise trapped in, but I was like, that doesn't make sense, dude. It's open. So, like... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so, like, seriously, like, they were pumping in fake sounds, and that's just... that. I mean, I get it to have home field advantage, but you shouldn't be altering the audio to deafen the other team like that's not part of home field advantage like if the crowd's that loud that's one thing but if you're pumping in sound that should not be allowed at all man that's ridiculous that's the cheetahs dude that's what they are well i mean that's pretty obvious from what i've seen but i mean look all i say because dude i remember i was because you know back in the day when you know they were trying to do the sound thing for arrowhead and I remember the time we were there and it was full. That shit was loud. And I remember uh, other times when that uh, shit was uh, like half full and that, that boy was quiet. It was real quiet. <laughs> you could hear pins drop back when they were losing. I'll tell you that. So, like, they kept it natural, man. They keep it natural. They don't pump in that extra shit. But they do in Seattle. I know they do. Yeah, so Seattle, all you Seahawks fans out there, if you get Julio Jones, boo you even more. Right. They're going to pump in even team. more sound in that stadium. Yes, because Marshawn never cracked 2,000, y'all. Sorry. He didn't. He didn't join the ranks of the best of them all, O.J. Simpson, because he did it in less true, games. True champion. Yes. That's right. He did it in two less games. The juice is the best. All right, folks, before we head out, even though I can't really end a, a, a podcast with the juice is the best because that really just looks bad. Let's see if we have any uh, 34s or puppy dogs of the week. I think my puppy dog of the week is going to go to the whoever controls the sound for the Seattle Seahawks. You've been caught, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> see, we can pump sound in, too. You know, that's a technology, people. It's fucking easy, man. We and need to find can... out the sound guy there, the, you know, the director it... of audio. If the sound guy in Philadelphia can boo Custom Wentz in an empty stadium, they sure as hell can fucking pump in uh, extra noise to get that stadium going. Right. I'm saying, man. It's dirty. It's just dirty. All right. Uh, Moose, you got any puppy dogs or 34s for us? No, nothing what? this week. Not even the 34? Well, I'll do it for us, folks. Number 34, Ricky Williams has decided to follow us, the Ricky Williams trilogy. Because of this, we're going to, the fact that he acknowledges us and we have not received a cease and desist letter yet. We have not. We would like to give a 34 award to the 34 award, Ricky Williams, everybody. So I like that uh, for liking our podcast. And uh, hopefully we can get you on the show here in the future uh, without lawyers. We did have some extra listens. I noticed after uh, Moose uh, tweeted that out. He liked it. I checked back and it was like an extra, about six or seven extra listens, man. Six. No seven. shit. So yeah. Ricky Williams family. Yeah. I'm not saying his that family did. listened. <laughs> Maybe he did. That's crazy. Thank, thank you for his baby nieces and nephews who who, t- who tuned in. 
man. Because they follow his social media. They, hey. they know how to find the podcast. Say, Ricky, you're one of the greatest of all time. Fuck the media. You're just being real. Uh, you're still a personal hero of mine. So uh, fucking rock on. Should be in the Hall of Fame, in my fucking opinion. You're in my Hall of Fame, Ricky. Fumbaruski Hall. Hell yeah. You're in the Fumbaruski Hall of Fame for sure. You're the oh, only inductee, will be the only inductee ever. Uh, wow. Well, I, I don't know how Baker Mayfield's going to feel about that. All right, folks. Well, that is yet another episode <laughs> of the Shit. Ricky Williams Trilogy. You can always find us wherever you can find podcasts. Um, also, make sure you find us under the Fumble Rooski Sports Blanket where you can find other podcasts like Money Mouth. Also, you can find the Ricky Williams Trilogy at the movies. That's right, folks. We like to go and listen to some sport, listen to watch some sports movies, and you can listen to us talk about these sports movies, usually from our childhood. Also, look out for Hockey Dreams, a podcast that we're still dreaming about. Also, make sure you find us on all things social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, check us out on YouTube as well. And if you want to find us at your local grocery store, I'll be over in the deli. All right, folks, is there anything else we'd like to say before we leave? Go Patriots, baby. Uh, yes. Uh, new website coming up, y'all. Uh, we'll be catching up to 2021 finally. So look out for it soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Thank you, listeners, and go Titans. Go Chiefs, led by the beautiful biracial Patrick Mahomes, who will probably not be inducted into our Hall of Fame here, but he will always be in the Hall of Fame of my heart.